Are you looking for a podcast about the top five things ever? Then you must be thinking of another podcast. Oh! Good evening, Kelsey. Good evening, afternoon, morning, Robert. Good morning, Robert. I was thinking about that. I was like, this is probably the earliest we've ever recorded, but I'm going to have to say good evening still. Good evening. Just for the sake of continuity. (laughs) How's your day? It was a pretty good day. There's like not much going on because the world is off work except for me. Yeah, we're in, like, that lull stage right now between Christmas and New Year's Eve. Yeah, and, like, everybody's, it's, like, either everybody's off or, like, there's just, like, one person in from, like, each place. And so far, I'm the one that's in for my place and everyone else is gone. So there's nobody to talk to me. So it's been really quiet and it's been nice. Well, that's good. I mean, like, for work. Like, no, like, work can come in because there's no one to go here. Do this. Huzzah. Yeah, I'm one of those bastards who's off all week. I normally am, but because this whole thing that I'm doing, I wasn't able to this time. Yeah. Uh, so, how's your how's your time off been? It's been good. I went to Baltimore. Okay. What's in Baltimore? Uh, we went to the Ravens game, the football Besides game. Besides Hairspray. Oh, man, every morning I was like, good morning, Baltimore. <laughs> We're just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, my God, that's funny. Yeah, this nobody is... really wants you to hang out the windows and sing good morning, Baltimore, but yeah. I did it anyway. Um, so you went yeah, to the Ravens fun. game? Yes, uh, it rained the entire time. Oh, okay. <laughs> like a horrible downpour. That's and so, fun. like, right before... We were going to leave for vacation. Richard went to the doctor because he had been sick for like a week. And I'm like, you got to get some antibiotics and just be not sick for vacation. Yeah. And the second day that he was on his antibiotics, I started feeling sick. And I'm like, God damn it. So like the day before vacation, I had to go in and be like, hello, I need antibiotics because I'm about to get in a plane and I don't want to feel like I'm dying. Yeah. So. And then they questioned me. Do you ever. So do you ever go to the doctor with Taylor and just like the the vast difference between how doctors treat women and men. Okay. Have you ever noticed this shit? So like for real, me and Taylor had this discussion last night. Really? Because she just went to discount tire and was telling me how they were treating oh her God. there. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I know. Like you can't fucking go. It's to... ridiculous. You can't do anything because you have boobs. Yeah. Basically nothing. <laughs> Like, you I don't know to, how to do anything. I went to the same doctor. Like, I went with Richard to get his antibiotics, and it was a very simple thing. Yeah. Like, he, he just, the doctor came in, and he was like, oh, you feeling sick? Maybe it's the flu. And they did the swab test, and then they're like, well, not the flu, but uh, we're going to give you these antibiotics, and you're going to feel better. Here's the steroid. Okay. I went to the same place, and the doctor was like, mm, what are your symptoms, though? And, like, <laughs> I talked about all my symptoms. And he was like, yeah. well, when was the last time you were on antibiotics? And I was like, why does this matter? And so I was like, well, I was on, like, a pretty big fucking antibiotic in the fall because I had, like, a whole gut bacteria situation. Yeah. And he was like, oh, well, that's a that's a serious thing. Tell me more about that. And I was like, why? Just give that me the same. That has nothing to do with this now. <laughs> I know. Like, this is a different situation. I had the exact same symptoms my husband had that you saw two days ago. I would like some antibiotics, please. The last doctor that we went to, Taylor found some new, like, urgent care place. Uh-huh. That's where I want to go from now on, because Taylor walked in, and she goes, uh, I think I have a cold, and he goes, here's a prescription, and then he left. <laughs> we were there for, like, one minute flat. Oh, my God. That's the dream right there. Awesome. Like, I just want doctors to listen. That's all I want out of my life. You know Again, what? he did. I'm going to open this. Crack it open. Crack it open. Ooh. I'm going to crack it open. And my new microphone. Let's hear the levels of this bad boy. That sounded so crisp. Crispy. I pounded a Dr. Pepper before I came here, so I was like, I can't have another one right now. So I'm just having water. (laughs) All right. I'm drinking me a hibiscus laqua. Laqua. 
that's actually how we got on that conversation. Taylor was watching a TikTok of this like this like lady nurse. Mm-hmm. And it was her like she was listening to like a song and I guess in the song it was talking like symptoms of something, you know? Uh-huh. And she was like, How can I ignore you more? Basically kind of like the message. Yeah. And so Taylor's like, This is disgusting. Like your your like profession is to help people and right. you don't want to listen to them. Yes. And so she I have found this whole that. Yeah, she found this whole thing of like doctors that wouldn't listen to their patients and then they had like worse problems than they thought yes like it's it's so bad (laughs) especially for women especially for women of color like i'm not even going to get into all that fucking business but yeah oh it's rough out there so good old good old sick season i don't know how i have managed (laughs) to luck out of not getting sick this winter i don't know because it always happens on wood I have I have had nothing. It's been great. And I Good. finally thought I was catching something. And it just kind of like blew over like an hour later. I was like, thank God. Well, that's good. Well, yeah. at least you got to do something fun on your trip. Even yeah. if you were sickly and it was rainy. Yeah, it was a fun trip overall. We went to the Haba, which mm-hmm. they probably don't call the Haba there because it's not Boston. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah we hung out on the wharf and watched seagulls dive into the water etc nice it was a good time i have done nothing because i have just been home and then well, that's at, good. at like work you know yeah i've kind of been getting back into destiny because it's been like so down at work mm-hmm. i like come home and i'm not like i want to die <laughs> <laughs> so i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna play some destiny plus i had to test out my last minute Christmas present that I got. Ooh, what is it? So my mom had ordered something for me and they couldn't find it anywhere because they basically like release these things and like when they're gone, they're gone. Oh. Kind of like, like they're making them, but I also found out there's a manufacturer error with all of them that have come out so far. Oh no. But... She was like, you got to tell me something you want. And I was like, I don't want anything. Everything you buy me, I won't be able to use right now. <laughs> like, cool. Buy me a game. I can't play it because I'm too busy, right? Yeah. And so I was like, how about this, like, controller thing? Like, that would be cool, I guess. And so she somehow lucked into one, right? Mm-hmm. So it is the Xbox Elite Controller Series 2. Oh, right? oh. And these are, like, the premium control... Like, Kelsey, it's heavy. Like, it is weighty in your hands. Yeah, I'm looking at this picture of it you've dropped in Discord. It looks like uh, a hefty, hefty yeah. object. Like, I was like, I was like, I'm gonna get ripped playing video games, man. <laughs> like, this <laughs> thing was heavy. <laughs> but so, it is... Cu- it is for... It's probably more for, like, competitive gaming. Serious know? gamers only. Yeah, like, you wouldn't buy this for no reason. You can literally customize everything on it. It's ridiculous. So, like, the thumbsticks are magnetic, and you can just pull them off and put... So it comes with a bunch, and if you don't like uh, convex or concave sticks, you can Uh do the convex ones that, like, bubble out. Ooh. You know, so you can put those on there. You can do a tall one, a short one. You can mix them up. Then you can tighten the tension on them so that you can, like, really fine-tune what you're doing. That's a lot of features. It it does a lot of shit. So it's like, well, I'm going to play some Destiny and, like, put some work in with this controller, right? Yeah. And it literally has made a difference. And I was like, Destiny's fucking fun right now. I'm killing people left to <laughs> right. Let's go. Nice. You should pick up some Widowmaker. So, oh, I might have to try that. One shot. One kill. So I actually haven't played Overwatch since I made an Overwatch profile on the controller. Profile. So, so you can like customize what different buttons will do. Like there's four paddles on the backside. Uh-huh. And you can like set the top left paddle to be the jump button, like A, right? Yeah. So that you never have to move your thumb off of the joysticks. You can do it with your fingers on the back, right? Oh, I see. So, so you can do all this stuff while I made up a, like, Overwatch one 
And if you look on that picture, there's like three little notches between the D-pad and the thumbstick. Yeah. Okay. Those light up for different profiles that are stored into the controller. Cool. And so I made an Overwatch one, and I haven't used it yet, but I put, like, the powers on some of the paddles and then being able to look at, like, the players on the field, you know? Yeah. I was like, I want that on the back because it's normally a button that's on the front that's really hard to get to. But I like to see, like, if somebody left, was it someone on my team or their team, you know? Yeah. And it'd be, and it's going to be so much faster to just, like, hit that with, like, my ring finger and be like, okay, cool. I still good, can't fucking believe you don't use mouse and keyboard when you're playing on the computer. It's like, awful! It's so much easier! Awful! It's hate just, it. like, it's just the it. one hand on the keyboard and it controls all the shit. Mm-hmm. And it is the worst. I Okay. <laughs> it's the worst. I grew up with a controller in my hands. I will die with a controller in my hands. <laughs> You'll die over and over with a controller in your hands. To somebody with a keyboard in theirs. I will have to pick the controller that I will be buried with. I'll just, like, have my arms crossed and then, like, my hands grabbing the two handles. (laughs) Yeah, man. Are you going to die with this Xbox controller? I mean, it costs as much as a fucking coffin. Uh, Probably not, because hopefully PlayStation will have one one day and then I can put that one in there. Die with a Wiimote in each hand. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no, I'm gonna go with Joy-Cons. Feel yes. that rumble. Little bitty baby things. So, that was cool, and I really appreciate it, because that is... That's quite a present. And yeah. I've been putting some use into it. Oh, and so it has the whole, like... They know there's a, apparently some defects with the controllers coming out. Okay. And one of them is sticky buttons. Sticky buttons? And actually, the A button... Sometimes I'll press it and it doesn't, like, pop back out. Oh, no. So I've, like, adjusted to how the button works so that it doesn't stick. And now I play different now so that it goes the way that it needs to, I guess. I mean, it works fine now that I don't press the button in a certain direction. I press it in a different (laughs) one and now it doesn't stick. Okay. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I've just been trying that out, playing Destiny some more. Because I'm trying... Destiny's outrageous, man. Like, the whole grind to get to, like, the high light level <laughs> shit is yeah. stupid. It's stupid. I know. I got bored of the grind. I don't know. I couldn't do it. Yeah, the grind is not fun to me. No. I, I love Destiny, and it's an enjoyable game. Yeah. But, like, trying to level up so you can do different stuff is just too much for me. I, that's why I don't like RPGs, really. Because it's like, you know... You gotta level up so that you're, you know, more powerful to fight a boss, right? Yeah. I should be able to fight the boss and kick his ass. I know. Like, let me fight him. I've been through the story. Yeah. I've gotten to this point. I should why have do enough I have to, items. Like, fight? Why do I have to fight pigs in the woods for ten years just to, like, <laughs> gain a hundred levels and then be able to fight the final boss, you know? I Stupid. know. I want to fight the big man bear pig right now. I don't want to have to fight exactly. the little pigs for so many years. So. Yeah. I think it's just poor game design, honestly. Not not on the favor of Destiny. Just, like, in general, if you have a game where you are not the right level to beat the boss when you get to the boss, like, yeah. not not easily one-handed to defeat him, you know? Like, it should still be a challenge. But well, yeah. you should have enough stuff in your arsenal by that time. But you shouldn't be able to progress so far that you're like, oh, well, I have to backtrack what I've done so far now. Yeah. Like, oh, I somehow managed to get here, but now the game's like, ha, you shouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah. I've been playing a game. What you been playing? I, for the airport, downloaded and installed Baba Is You. I was so gonna guess it. (laughs) I was gonna guess it, and I was gonna buy it today, too. Oh, man. It was on sale a couple days ago, so I was like, oh, snatch it up. I know. Okay, and? I... It took, it's a learning You're curve. like, I hate it. <laughs> I love it. So at first I was like, you know, the first few levels are like simple and you're like, cool, I got this. Like, Baba is you. Flag yeah. is win. Touch the flag. Yes, I did it. And sometimes you got to make uh, yourself I'm so rock. smart. Yeah. yeah. And so like when you get further along in the game, it starts to make you have to think in different ways that you're not used to thinking. So yeah. it's just like some of the wildest shit, like you have to make yourself 
a box, but also maintain yourself as Baba. But okay. also the box contains a heart, but the heart will kill Baba. So you can't kill the box, but you have to kill Baba. It's just, it's very... Whoa. <laughs> there's a lot of levels to that it. That was deep. It's okay. very deep, man. But uh, so my strategy for running this game is to have the wiki open on my phone. <laughs> no! It's, it's the only way I can play because... Okay. So I... I always try the level on my own first, and then when I get to a yeah. point where I'm like, I don't fucking know, then like screw this. <laughs> then I'll go to the wiki and like okay. get a hint, you know, because it'll, it'll tell yeah. you like the concepts introduced in this level are like sometimes you have to break things you're not supposed to break, and then I ha- have a second look at the level and be like, okay, what can I break? <laughs> uh, so you do the old uh, Professor Layton style gameplay. Yes. Like, okay, this is too much. Give me one hint. Yeah, I need my hints. Only up to three though. But there are a couple levels where, like, I read the full run through and I was like, I still don't know how to do it. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? Oh, my God. What so you I had bought to watch it on a... your phone? No, I bought it on uh, Switch. Okay, that's what I was going to get it on. Yes. Okay. It's good on Switch. Um, I, You know what? I don't like Joy-Cons. I've realized they're just I mean, not They're okay. They're not good. Like, yeah. you have to hold your thumbs in a weird way to, to fuck with them. I don't like them. You should get a pro controller. We have one, but like it's so easy to just hold the switch, you know, it especially is. if you're being on the go, a gamer on the go. Yeah, no, in the like, airport. Where are you gonna like put down your switch to then pull out a two handed pro controller and exactly. then have the screen somewhere else? Like you'd like, have to prop it up on my suitcase or something. No. No, you know the guys in the bands that have the little harmonica like thing on their sh- <laughs> their like shoulders. Yes, you got to get one of those, but it holds the switch thing. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the solution right there. You would be so hip walking switch around with harmonica. your switch in front of your face. God, it's like Google Glass prototype. No, but yeah, Baba is you is really fun and uh, nice. Perhaps my favorite thing about the wiki is that it's called Baba is Wiki. <laughs> That's hilarious. I yeah, love that. Very cute. It's a really good game. It just I'm like three worlds in, and it's just it's making my head spin a little bit. <laughs> okay, it's very do difficult. You, do you know how long it is? I don't. Okay. It seems like there is a lot of content because the levels, like, they're small. You know. Mm-hmm. It, it's not a scrolling game. It's not a scroller. It's just everything well, yeah. that you have is there on your screen. So and you, you can solve a level. That screen. Yeah, yeah. You can solve a level in uh, you know a couple of minutes, or you can stare at it for half an hour and start to think maybe you don't know who you are anymore. <laughs> yeah, I recommend it. It's really fun. I need to. I need to get it because it's it's at a good price. Yeah, it's like like twelve ninety nine. Okay, well the, I'm seeing it for fifteen. Okay. So I guess I missed that little bit of the sale. Yeah, fifteen's not bad still. Yeah, it's that's a good price. I mean, it's it's got so much content, and if you don't look at the wiki, you could probably play it for six hundred hours forever. Because... <laughs> yeah, forever and ever. Uh, I don't know because you gave me those Professor Layton games to play. Yeah. And the first game, I think I did all by myself. I was like, uh-huh. cool. But by, like, number two, I was like, fuck this. I'm going to YouTube. <laughs> like, let's just get this done. I want to know who did it. I know. Yeah. So, Some puzzle games are... Well, the difficulty in puzzle games, it always walks a fine line for me because there's some that's just like, that's so easy. Baba is flag yeah. and now I win. And then there's some that's just like, I don't know even where to start and I'm going to lose my fucking shit if I can't do anything. <laughs> like... I've got a puzzle game for you. Ooh, tell me, tell me. It's called Goragoa. Goragoa. What is it on? So G-O-R-O-G-O-A. G-O-R-O-G-O-A. It is on everything. Literally everything. It's very pretty. So it's kind of a perspective-based puzzle thing. Okay. So like in this one, like, like the one puzzle that's in like the trailers, you know? Uh huh. You have like these four pictures, and they're like on one of those sliding tile things, you know. Uh huh. And so it's like if you move this tile with the fountain under this apple, 
if you like touch the screen with the apple the apple falls into the water which causes this to happen but then when you shift them it creates a new picture and now that the water was on this panel because you made the apple fall into it you can do this now and it's like this whole thing constantly shifting the perspective of the image and where different things fall from those tiles okay it looked really intricate and i was like i want to try that but i don't know because puzzle games make me mad (laughs) i puzzle games make me so mad but i keep going back to them because they make me feel so accomplished when you get something right like i think you'd like this because it was up for like game of the year and shit oh really yeah like it was a big deal yeah i was sitting in the airport just like screaming just like baba (laughs) people around me were like please contain your wife sir oh my god Oh, I do have to tell you about one puzzle that I was a part of. Uh, I had to try to figure out how this guy died in a movie that I saw. What? Oh, shit, did you go see Knives Out? I did. Oh, was it the best movie you ever seen? No. Oh, what? Okay. <laughs> Whodunits are not my cup of tea. Like, oh. they don't, they don't, like, hit me in the right spot, I guess. Oh my you god, know? those are like my mana power. I, I know that. <laughs> and Taylor was all into it too. And it is a... Fi- Knives Out is a flawless movie. It is fantastic. Yes. Thank you. But it doesn't, like, excite me in that way, you know? Oh my god. That, like, that like picking it all apart at the end, like, that doesn't, like... That doesn't do it for you. That it's doesn't rev my engine, okay? Ugh. But so, are we gonna talk any spoilers on it? I feel like we should. Yeah, I want to I talk all about it. Okay, fine. Let's 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 get in some knives out, please. Let's get into it. If you don't know what it is, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out. Okay, I totally knew who it was from the very beginning. Why? <laughs> I totally knew who it was. It was the how that I didn't get. Okay, dude, it was totally Chris Evans. Everybody knew that day one, instant. But it was like, so easy. It was so easy. I I mean, so you're set up to. The movie is designed to make you think it's Chris Evans, but then it, it makes you think it's not Chris Evans. Well, see, I thought it was him the whole time, and then I was like, but that's too easy. And exactly. then it was still him. Yeah. But I never thought it was anybody else. <laughs> Honestly, it was either Chris Evans or the old man himself, and this was all, like, some ploy, but yeah. he was clearly dead, so. I thought that maybe he had like faked his own death just to get away from his terrible family kind of well i really thought he and chris evans were in on it together because he was like well i helped him study for like a summer or whatever right yeah so i was like well maybe they're testing something out and he staged this with him after the fight right Uh uh-huh to like do this whole thing i don't know i just thought there was going to be some like deeper ploy and then it was pretty just like oh okay that that was easy yeah i just love the movie like aesthetically it was so good so good but can i say when daniel craig opened his mouth oh my god and started speaking (laughs) so the amount of james bond that did not come out of that man (laughs) it physically made my brain like it shut down like, oh, I don't compute. I know. My brain got the full, like, Kentucky Fried Shutters. I was like, what is this? But it was great. He He's why I really like the movie as much as I do. Yeah. His whole character and everything. And I have a secret to tell you. I have a secret to tell you. Tell me a secret. So Ryan Johnson wants to continue the Knives Out franchise following what? Daniel Craig solving more and more crimes. Knives in. <laughs> Like, would you go see just Daniel Craig constantly yes! solving new things? Fuck yeah, I would. Are you kidding? Okay. okay. That character was so entertaining. Well, he will be the focus of, like, apparently a franchise. I I will cry if that happens. That'll okay. be my new favorite franchise. I will play. I, I will watch every movie. Well, I- he apparently has the title and the plot for the next movie in his mind, he said. So Okay. Okay. But okay. Question, though. What? Did Daniel Craig show up on set and go, this is what I'm doing? (laughs) Or do you think it was told to him, you're going to be Foghorn Leghorn? I think I I would like to think that he just showed up and put on those suspenders and they were haunted. And the suspenders inhabited him. Okay. And suddenly he became 
Mr. Kentucky Fried Lawyer, you know? Mm -hmm. If you can't tell, I'm hooking my thumbs and my suspenders when I say this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you was con. I thought you was the murderer. (laughs) So I looked it up today because I was like, I could totally see when Chris Evans, like, insults him and says, who let this foghorn leghorn Kentucky Fried motherfucker come in here, right? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, Chris Evans would totally invent that line. Because Daniel Craig invented the accent. It's perfect. (laughs) Ryan Johnson had it in the script from day one. This guy will be like a Kentucky Southern guy. So he didn't create it. That made me sad. Boo. But still, the movie's fantastic. I loved it. Yes, and it could not have been cast better. Like, I love everybody. Oh, God, no. It was was great. The girl that plays... Crap, I can't remember. Marta. Yeah. She was great. I know. I love her. Yeah, she, she was mesmerizing. Has she been in anything? She was mesmerizing. That is that is a word for her. She was Marcia. only in a couple things. She was in so so her breakthrough role because I looked her up today because I saw it last night. Okay. Um, she was the hologram in the new Blade Runner movie. <laughs> oh, like that was her big breakthrough role. Okay. And then she was in like one other thing. So she's still like a pretty new person, but I think she's got something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she was Love her. Like her eyes and her teeth, just her whole her whole thing. Just love her. Just just her. All that just gesture into the face. The whole business. So when the husband of Jamie Lee Curtis opened the letter and there was nothing on the paper, ah, were you like? Oh, he tricked that guy. Or were you like, no, there's something hidden hidden on that piece of paper. Yeah, I had a fraction of a second where I was like, oh, so he didn't. And then I was like, wait a minute. They had that, like, <laughs> secret business with the whole Invisible Ink situation. Yeah. I was like, there's Invisible Ink on that thing so hard. And it wasn't quite that, but yeah. Yeah, I it all just, like, wrapped up. There were there were no loose ends in this movie. That's what I loved about it. Like, the whole no, time. it was so good, yeah. The whole time when he, like, the very beginning of the movie, he was like, that stupid idiot couldn't tell a movie prop from a real knife or whatever. Oh, my God. And how that came back. Yes. The whole time I was waiting. I was like, Uh what's going to happen with a movie prop knife? Maybe he didn't actually kill himself with a real knife. Maybe it was a movie prop and he was staging it. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, my God. So So good. That was probably my favorite part of the whole movie. Right there at the end. He thinks he stabbed her, right? Uh Uh-huh. And it's fake. And he says my favorite word. He just goes, shit. (laughs) (laughs) It was awesome. Yes. Like, and the opening shot. What's the opening shot of that movie? Opening shot is that mug that says, my house, my my rules, whatever. (laughs) And the last shot of that movie is now that girl with the house saying, this is my house, bitches. So beautiful. It's, It's really good. It was all tied up with a neat little bow. Like, yeah, like the best. It's fantastic. That's why I put it at my top five. It's my new favorite. Yeah, I, I was thinking that the whole time. And I'm like, this is a really good movie. But out of the whole decade, hell no. Hell yeah. For me. Like, just for me personally, like, Taylor was riveted is not even close to how she was during that movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was in it so hard yes and i was in it like trying to figure it out but then it like wrapped up and i was like that was good and the credits start rolling and she's like i want to watch it again i know right like immediately afterward i was like i need to see this movie again i was just in love with daniel craig like he was the standout for me i was so surprised at how good that accent suited him once like i got used to it I know. The the first the second he pulled it out, I was like, I'm gonna focus on this accent and nothing else the entire movie. But, <laughs> but it then was, it just becomes him. Yeah, it was flawless. Yeah. Like sometimes when British people put on an American accent, it is so unconvincing that you just spend the whole time like listening for little British tweaks yeah. in there, you know? And he just kept oh, it completely got it. the entire time. Like I just like Daniel You know how sometimes you like an 
actor too much that you never see them as the characters they are. You see them as the actor, and you're like, they're doing a really good job. Uh Uh-huh. Right? I saw Daniel Craig at the very beginning of the movie during his first scenes, and I was like, ooh, this accent's weird. And then I saw that detective, like, the rest of the movie. He did it so good, he wasn't Daniel Craig anymore, he was that guy. Yeah. And I and I bought every second of it. <laughs> like, I mean, I will give it 10 out of 10 applause. Fantastic. Like, way to go, dude. And to think that guy made The Last Jedi, which is a horrible movie. I, okay. <laughs> Can we talk about Star Wars? We haven't talked since we saw Star Wars. All right, go ahead. I just, I don't, uh, okay. There's a lot of things that I want to say about it, but also... Here's how I feel. It was okay. I feel like they they needed to have the same vision for the trilogy and not like one director going in one direction, the second director going in the total opposite direction, and the same director coming back to finish it back in the other direction. It was like two people trying to tell a story and then people like pulling back and forth trying to get it to go the way they wanted it to go. Yes. I had like storyline whiplash. I don't even... Yeah. I, there's no amount of plot that you could have written that would have made every decision make sense. Like, everything was so back and forth. Each movie on their own is good enough, right? Yeah. Like, like each movie as a standalone, I would be like, that's a good movie. These but, stories are good, yeah. But when you put them together, you're like, what was going on? Right. Like, what? I don't get it. Like, the thing that drove me maybe the most nuts is just all the half-baked romances that they tried to put in there. <laughs> yeah. Like it was Finn and Ray and then it was Finn and Rose and maybe Finn and Poe and then Ray and just Kylo Ren for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> the whole, uh, they kind of ended up tying Ray's worth to her being the love interest almost. I don't it, Uh-huh. It didn't feel, it felt like it was a very safe movie. They were just like, let's do yeah. the expected plot points. Like, uh, I, I didn't, overall, I was not impressed. I totally thought Rise of Skywalker, I mean, so many people thought that it was going to be Kylo Ren, right? Yeah. He's the Rise of Skywalker. And I was like, it's going to be Rey. Like, so that's what that means. But and it they be did debated. it in a weird way, though. Yeah. So it could be debated that it's it's both of them. So it's true. It was kind of the Rise of Skywalker and the fact that, like, Ben Solo did come back from Kylo Ren and he is part Skywalker. So it's his rise back to the good side, which also I hated because he's a villain. Let him be a villain. I don't want this redemption If you're going to rise, like, you're going to live. Yeah, true. Like, I don't really count Anakin as having, like, risen, you know... Yeah. When when he throws the Emperor off the thing in Return of the Jedi, like, that was a momentary thing. And I feel, like, good about it because it's like, oh, there was good in him. But I don't consider him redeemed in any way. Darth Vader's yeah. still a piece of shit. <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, he killed younglings, man. Sure did. He killed some younglings. That oh. cannot be redeemed. Whole lot of them. Like, yeah, we need to have a bad guy that is bad. But we I know. always try to make, like, this sympathetic or redeeming thing about him. Yeah, know? and then they brought back crusty old Palpatine and they were like, remember this bad guy? He's the bad guy again this time. Like, I don't want that. I wanted Kylo Ren to be the bad guy. Like, let him be bad. Yeah, I really thought he was gonna be bigger. Yeah. Like, way more like Emperor-ish himself, you know? It was kind of a weird plot line and then Ray is like, oh, suddenly you're a Palpatine. This whole thing that we've been, like, secretly not really actually building up to. Wow, look yeah. at this huge reveal. And, I mean, it was cool when she did lightning hands. I liked that. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I just don't think they needed to bring back Palpatine. I, it was, this whole trilogy was just them bringing up new characters and then killing them off. Like, Captain yeah. Phasma. I wanted to see Captain Phasma have a big arc. She was killed in the movie that she was in. And then Snoke, I was like, that's going to be the big bad. And then, surprise, he's killed off in the second movie. Why? We don't know. Yeah. And then, third movie, let's bring back some crusty old dude that you guys remember from way back when. And then they And just... he is immediately gone, too. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, like, as standalone movies, 
yeah, they would be okay good. because you want to see the villain rise and fall in that movie. But as a trilogy, I didn't like that there was not one solid thread of plot. Yeah, nothing really goes from beginning to end that was like started in the first one through to the end. Yeah. Except for, I guess, Rey just... She finally came into her own as a Jedi by the end of the last one. Yeah. Like, she's the only true, like, solid throughout the whole thing. Yeah. I wanted to see her um, kind of own Palpatine, though, you know? Like, as a name, just be like, I'm Palpatine now, and I'm good. Yeah. And instead she's like, no, I'm Skywalker. Like, okay, that's fine. But (laughs) also, you could have just... Stuck with Palpatine. Or just stick with Ray. Like, nobody fucking cares about your last name. I wanted I mean, her... I really wanted her to be just a nobody. I still stick... I stand by that. I think it would have been cool if she had just been just Ray, little Miss Nobody from Desert Planet, Scavenger. Yeah. And now she's here saving the world. I like those rags to riches stories. I mean, that's essentially what Anakin was. He yeah. was a nobody kid and then became fucking Darth Vader. Right. That, like, the whole galaxy knew. Like, Ray could essentially be the same thing, but on the good side. Yeah. But, nah. I I don't know that I will remember her much in the terms of, like, Jedi, you know? Really? I loved her in the first movie, but, like, two and three, they don't really do enough with her. Like, she's she doesn't really become anything by the end. She just goes, like, I'm good, and you guys are bad, and I win. <laughs> there was a lot of, um characters really good solid characters in these movies that just had their plot lines truncated for seemingly no reason yeah yeah so i love the characters in this movie really wanted to like it more i i did enjoy the whole carrie fisher aspect of it you know that was Ooh, i thought they did so good with her stuff yeah they did it was i was like wow this feels like it fits in this movie right it wasn't just like and here's a scene with carrie fisher it was yeah you know, it made it made plot sense. Yeah. Shockingly. And I feel like this movie needed to, like, go big or go home. Uh-huh. And it just went home. Yeah. Because, <laughs> really, I feel like you should have, when C-3PO was going to get his mind wiped. Uh-huh. Let it either stay or make something worse happen with it. Like... Right. No stakes really happen. No. Nothing nothing's at odds there's no real loss like you have like some minor characters that don't come back you know yeah like there's a couple of the pilots that are in all the movies but they die in this one but they're not the main people nothing major happened yeah they were afraid to kill off um like big name people it would have been really impactful if like finn or poe or ray even had died and instead they kill like the bad guy they just gave a redemption arc to like wow way to go yeah so because like I mean, even the old ones. Like, if you look at the old ones, I mean, Darth Vader dies. He's a big deal. Yeah. And and by the end of that, like, you lose him. Yeah. You and know? he's such a well-rounded character that you, like, you're stuck between rooting for him and rooting for the good guys, you know? Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you do lose the big bad to Palpatine, right? Yeah. But, like, there's this big sense that, like, you won, but there was no real looming... Threat throughout all three movies that you triumphed on. You yeah. like fought three small ones, right? I don't know. Like it was just okay. Yeah, I still liked it. It was a good movie. It was just okay. I always, you know, I've always talked mad shit that Star Wars fans are always the the hardest ones to please, <laughs> and that people should be nicer to Star Wars. And yet here I yeah. am after the trilogy, being like I fucking hated it. Being like, yeah. Uh, one Star Wars thing I am very excited about. Uh-huh. The Mandalorian. So do you get the ending? Do I get it? Yeah. What was there to get? The... Like, okay, so more spoilers, everybody. Yeah, Mandalorian spoilers. Well, this whole thing spoilers. I'm putting that at the beginning. Like, figure that out. <laughs> don't don't come here expecting to be safe, okay? Yeah. Uh, the lightsaber thing. If you know Star Wars, that's apparently a humongous deal. Lightsaber thing? The last scene of the whole season, man. What? When 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 Gus cuts out of the the TIE fighter. Oh shit, yeah. Like <laughs> Gus. That's yeah. 
<laughs> I've been calling him Gus too. <laughs> so the the big bad like imperial dude that shows up, right? Uh-huh, Gus Frank. He's like, yeah, he's like trying to kill him in the TIE fighter and he cuts his way out of the crashed ship with this yeah. lightsaber, right? Was it a lightsaber? Yes. Okay. If you Oh, it was a vibro knife. No. No, it is a straight up lightsaber. Are you sure? It looked like a big vibro sword to me. Yeah. It's from the cartoon shows. And it's like a humongous deal because apparently it's owned by the Mandalorians. Oh. Like the head of the Mandalorian tribe owns this thing. So why does this Imperial guy have it now? Okay. And that's like the big like, oh, like people freaking out. And I'm oh. like, I I don't know what that is. Yeah, I never got any of that. I thought it was just like his standard issue Vibrosword situation. Nope, they focus on him so long because anyone that's watched his cartoons was going to cream their pants. Well, I ain't watched the cartoons. So. I know. So I <laughs> had to turn to Star Wars nerds and go, what's that? Fully out of the loop on that one. But no, I I exactly. love this show. It is so good. It's, it's everything the trilogy is missing. Like, it does have yeah, a lot of it's filler missing in characters. It. Yes. <laughs> it, it does have and a lot of filler episodes. And has them. Yeah. But it also has this really strong plot line. And I'm so happy that we actually got full plot in the last, like, two episodes, you know? It was just and, like... And what do you have? True, honest-to-goodness loss. Yes. When motherfucking... I have spoken, died. Uh, like, uh, fuck that shit. I know. That hurt. That hurt my feelings. Yes. You need that sometimes to, like, really push a story forward. You gotta feel something. Right. There was nothing to feel in the last Star Wars movie because the one person that died, Chewie, it was still fine. I you know? was so upset when they fake killed Chewie. Oh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> I know, I know. But yeah, Mandalorian, dude. And then the fucking IG unit. You know oh. that fucked me up. You know that fucked me up. Oh, I know. A little nurse droid man. I love him so much. He oh. straight up went Terminator 2 at the end of that show. He I was like, fully fuck did. you, dude. I was like, I know Robert is crying right now. And I, was <laughs> I was. I was. I was, uh, man. It was so good, though. Like, I was like, he's going to walk do, in the lava. That's yeah. how you do a redemption arc right there. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like, Mandalorian is nailing it, and it is proving that you don't need Jedis to make Star Wars work. Because a lot of people think, if there's no Jedis, what's the point? Well, Baby Yoda is, like, he's got Force powers. Oh, yeah, you're right. So it's still kind of there. Yeah, but it's not, like, solely focused around Jedi versus Sith. It's just, like, a story. It's not the focus, yeah. Yeah. Mandalorian is really good. It's so good. It's not, like, my favorite TV show ever, you know? Yeah. But... Well, and I like it because while there's filler, there's not a lot of filler because there were only eight shows. Yeah, I really hope that next season, whenever I it feel may good air, at eight, man, I'm you feel good? good with that. Yeah, I feel, I'm fine with that. I feel like if they if they do another eight episode season, I want it to be like five to six plot episodes and then two or three filler. Yeah, because I feel like we got two or three plot and then five or six filler in this one. Because, like, isn't that how cable does it? You'd normally get, yes. like, 16 <laughs> per season? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not like normal TV where it's, like, 20 shows per season. Because in that, you get a shit ton of filler. Yeah. Cause, because you have to fill out so much of the TV show. But if you trim down the shows and just make the shows more impactful each time, the show will feel better overall, even though there's less show. Yes. And that is fine with me. I'm totally cool with that. I didn't really feel like there was much filler at all in this show. The whole, like, heist episode where they bust that one Twilight out of uh, jail. I that, that was straight filler, but... Loved that one. It was really well done filler. <laughs> I didn't think it was filler, because it showed that, like... Because by the end, when he didn't kill him, if I were the Mandalorian, I'd have murdered all of them. I mean, he They'd did, be dead though. Now. He, no, he left them in, in the jail cell. The only oh. people he murdered yeah. were the two at the at the base. Yeah, that's who I was talking about. Like, he straight yeah. up killed those well, guys. Well, yeah, but he didn't murder them. Like, he should have got some blood on his own hands. I guess. I don't know. But I would have murdered them because he he's so fucking stupid. He always leaves problems behind that can come <laughs> back and bite him in the ass. Yeah. 
He didn't do that with the kid on Tatooine, though, which was good. Oh, with the, um, the, uh, eyebrows, Mr. Eyebrows, the, uh, bounty yeah. hunter? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the one that's like, it's my first job, I don't know what to do. He straight up killed that kid, and he did. good for you. Good. <laughs> Thank you. He needed to be dead, and you killed him. Life Plugged is good. dude. Yeah. Life was good with that. I'm happy. Yeah, so I'm super excited for season two of The Mandalorian. I want that. I thought they all showed something, some part of his character that you didn't have before. I guess, yeah. They're, they just, like, were a little bit of an an insight into what The Mandalorian is and how he works. But yeah, it's all, it's all like, digging deep into the mask until you get into the mask. Yeah. Yeah. Which I find funny because the guy that plays him isn't in the suit half the time but he was the face for him whenever like they took the mask off yeah and then people are like he does so good with like his body movements i'm like half the time it's not him (laughs) there's there's like some stunt dude in there it's yeah it's a good stunt dude yeah the show's good i can't wait for more i just hope it gets more intense Yes, ratchet up the intensity. And I'm going to watch these cartoons so that I can be invested in why I should care about this. Uh, It's called the Dark Blade. The Dark Blade. The thing is called. I want to be able to care about that story in the next season because that's apparently going to be a focus. Okay, So I should watch these cartoons and understand. Definitely his weird sword, isn't it? The Dark Saber. Yeah, it's ancient some black bladed lightsaber. Yeah, oh, it's so it's Darth Maul's lightsaber, I guess. He did have it at one point, but it's supposed to be tied to the Mandalorian in some big bad way. Okay, like it is, it like belongs to that creed, you know. All like, right, they should have it. So why does Gus have it, the motherfucker? <laughs> He's always having shit that he shouldn't have. So, yeah, I'm going to watch the cartoons before then, because I want to be in the know for this next season. For sure. I want to be able to go, I understand, instead of going, explain. <laughs> What's that sword? <laughs> What's that? Should I care? I should? Fuck. Man. <sighs> so, I so, watched a movie. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to get into this one. All right, so, you've probably seen it on Netflix. Our flight was so long and i was like we need to watch a movie to get through this and it just so happens we found this movie that's exactly the same flight the exactly the same time as our fucking flight was okay three and a half hours oh geez the irishman i've heard about it okay i thought it was a tv show it's on netflix it is like a drama crime movie um okay it it is a movie they could have made it a tv show okay it would have been a really bad TV show because it was a really bad movie. <laughs> oh, man. But I've heard such good things about it, too. Oh, it's got fucking 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, 94% on Metacritic, 8.1 out of 10 on IMDb, zero thumbs out of zero thumbs from Kelsey. <laughs> Is it's, it just boring? It's so boring. The movie was three and a half hours. They could have condensed it down to an hour and a half, and it still would have cr- fun it's a little bit of crabby movie i mean that's like how the revenant was whenever that came out i i still haven't seen the revenant but i want to but it's it's boring (laughs) i mean it's all about a guy making his way through the woods quietly because there's no one around to talk to him so nothing's really happening except for him surviving that's basically what this movie was except for it's mafia (laughs) yeah so so it's basically just like uh what's his face with the eyebrows and the the frown robert de niro okay he uh the eyebrows and the frown that's his new name (laughs) it sounds like an indie band um no so he's like working his way up through the crime mob or whatever and i it must be a true story because they had all these little interjections in the movie so like the movie would play out and then at certain points it would pause and then like something would come up on the screen like this guy died with six bullet wounds to his head like why do i care it's like literally so it was like giving the epilogue throughout the movie yes like you know how at the end of like That's animal weird. house they're just like this guy went on to graduate and is now a doctor yeah. it was like that but the entire movie long and it was just like the death of everybody that's involved that's and, weird and it, it really it took me out of the movie you know and it was always for minor characters that i didn't care about like this guy yeah. died in his bathtub like who is he i don't know him i'm not invested in his story <laughs> So, 
I might like that, Kelsey. Oh, Robert, it's so bad. It's so bad. I know you probably didn't see it, but did you see the movie Vice that was up for a Best Picture last year? Did that have um, Amy Adams? Yes, and Christian Bale. He and he was. Uh, yes, I did see Vice. Okay, it was you know how the credits right? roll. Yeah. Yes. The like credits roll halfway through the movie, and then it goes. Oh wait a minute, it's not over, and yeah. then it keeps going. Yeah. I fucking loved that, and I was like, so, that's, but like that, that like pulls you out of the movie because you're like, what is you're like playing with me right now? <laughs> that was you're that was well done. Me. It was a good okay. movie. And this is not well done. This is not well done. It's just like. Okay. Uh, I, I, I didn't care about any of the characters. The one, like, there's one plot line that happens in this movie. I keep calling it plot lines, but I'm pretty sure it's all true. <laughs> yeah. There's just, like, there's one arc in this movie that lasted maybe 45 minutes that I cared about, and it was toward the end. Like, the movie doesn't get interesting for the first two hours. <laughs> and then it goes for half an hour too long. So yeah. the movie, like, ended, or where I thought it should have ended, and then... There was still shit that was wrapping up and needing to happen. Like, the plane landed, and the movie was still rolling. And Rich yeah. and I are looking at each other like, is it gonna be, is it, is it gonna be over? <laughs> you guys didn't just, like, at one point go, do you want to watch something fun? So I took off my headphones, and I was like, I'm really bored. And I don't <laughs> know if I can continue watching this. And Richard was like, yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to keep watching it. I'm not okay. enjoying it, but I'm going to keep watching it. And I think once we got like two hours in, it was like, this is, we've already hit the halfway mark. May as well just yeah, like, finish we this We have bullshit. to do it now. Yes. Yeah. I I remember a time when I was but a young girl, when a decent movie would run two hours maximum. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that doesn't happen now. I'm going to stand on a soapbox and shake my fist at the clouds because movies these days are like three hours long. Like every single fucking movie is three hours long. And I will say when the King Kong movie came out, like 2005, uh-huh. with Jack Black in it, that was a three hour movie. God. No, it's three and a half. God. And it's me, too my mom, long. and my brother went to see it, and we were like, fuck, we we're gonna hate this. Like, three and a half hours? That's too long. I hope there's an intermission because we're gonna have to pee, right? Yeah. That movie ended, and we were like, that felt like an hour. Man. Like, it was so good. This movie felt like six hours. Like, That's bad. It was so, so bad. I didn't... I, I don't know why I watched it. <laughs> it's it's not worth it. I'm going to tell you, you to watch it, it. but you can say, I have watched it. Yeah. Now I have yeah. watched a three and a half hour movie, and I hated all of it. Well, I saw another movie. What'd you see? And I... I don't know if you'll like it, and it is good... I just don't think you'll like it. Okay. I don't know. So I went and saw Adam Sandler's new movie. Oh, Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. I I do want to see this just because you've talked it up so much. So tell me, tell me, how was it? How was it? I loved it. It was okay. fantastic. Good. But here's my question for you. All right. Do you like to be happy in a movie at all? Oh, no. <laughs> is it is it a sad movie? It's not a sad movie. It's just nothing goes good. There's no nothing, reprieve. Nothing good happens. And the style of movie that these guys are known for right now, they call them like anxiety films. Oh, no. So like it never stops. It never takes a it never gives you time to think maybe things could be OK. It is constantly barraging you with the bad things that are happening. Okay. It is intense. It is tense. The whole movie. You never stop. You never get a moment. Everything is happening all the time. There's no time to think about it. You just have to uh. see what is happening all the time. <laughs> until it happens and then it's all over. Okay. Like, it is building that tension the whole time and it really doesn't stop. Okay. The movie takes place in like four days. And you just spend the whole time holding your breath. Yeah, it's just four days of bad decisions, and you're like, you could have <laughs> fixed everything day one if you'd have just not been a dipshit. I really like TV shows like that. I don't know if I've ever seen a movie that has made me feel the same way, so I, I do want to see it, and we'll see. Okay, then I will not spoil it for you. Okay. But I'll just give you, like, an idea of how it goes. Okay. Right? 
it's constantly him doing stupid things. So he's <laughs> addicted to gambling. Okay. And that's where every bad decision comes from. That's how it goes. So, like, the whole deal is he gets an uncut gem of black opal from Ethiopia. Right? Fancy. And he gets this this rock, and he's like, it's worth, like, a million dollars. Yeah. He's like, this is going to, like, fix everything. I'm going to auction it on Monday. And, and then it's he like auctions Thursday, it on Monday, right? and everything goes right, and he pays off all his debt. Nope. Okay. So it's like Thursday when he gets it, right? So okay. it, so it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday happens. Right? Yeah. So like five days. So it's like Thursday, he gets the rock, and uh, Kevin Garnett shows up, the basketball player. Okay. <laughs> and like he's in the movie like a lot. And he As acts really player? good. Yeah, like he's just himself. Okay. And so Adam Sandler owns this jewelry store and he gets that rock and he's like, I'm going to sell this for a million dollars. And Kevin Garnett's out in the showroom. So he goes, hey, hey, Kevin, look at this rock. Isn't it cool looking? And he goes, that's amazing. I want to buy it. And he goes, you can't buy it. Like, it's not for sale. Yeah. And he goes, I'll give you money right now. And he goes, no, like, I'm going to make big with this. Right. Yeah. So he goes. Well, can I hold on to it, like, for one night? No, you may not. Like, can I just hang on to it? Like, I'm, I'm like, feeling this rock. I'm feeling the electricity with this, like, like it's going to help me, like, play my ass off tonight. Just, like, let me take it with me, right? Okay. So he goes, okay, but I need your championship ring as, like, collateral, right? All right. So, I mean, like, something like, he did it smart, right? Yeah, collateral. He goes, okay, here, take it. Throws him his ring, and he leaves with the million-dollar rock, right? Okay. What does Adam Sandler do next? Nothing good. What What would you do? You just gave your million dollar rock to a guy and you took his ring as collateral. What do you think you should do? Regret it. Just maybe <laughs> wait for him to bring it back and give him his ring back and then yeah. life goes on? Okay. He goes and pawns that guy's ring. Oh my God. To get money to bet on the game that night. Oh my God. Why? Like, like, like he knows that he has his rock. And he took this guy's ring as, like, a swap, and then he pawned it, so now he doesn't even have his ring to give back to him should he come back with the fucking rock. That's just a bad idea. And then he bets money on this game. And that's the kind of choices that happen the entire movie. Alright, so it's just Bad Decision City. That's literally, like, the first 15 minutes of this two-hour movie. God. Like, that's the kind of bad decisions you can see happening the entire time. Alright. And that's not... To mention all the twists that happened to him because of the things he's done in the past. Like, yeah. so much shit is happening. I thought it was fantastic. I loved it. And I was trying to think about it, like, why I liked it. Because it's not a happy movie. Yeah, that's usually... You don't like movies that leave you feeling just anxious. I think... I I like this style of movie because it's not... It's not a feeling... Well, I guess I typically have, right? Yeah. I th- I think I like a movie that can say, here's a feeling I'm going to give you. And it okay. gives you that feeling. So it delivers. This movie delivers a feeling the whole movie. Like, make me feel something, right? <laughs> Star Wars didn't make me feel anything. Yeah. It made me feel a little nostalgia, but that wasn't enough, right? Right. But, like, if a movie's going to say, this movie will make you feel X... And it makes me feel that. Uh-huh. That's a that's a great movie. Make me feel something that I don't normally feel. With your magic, you know? Give me the magic feeling. Oh my god. It was so good. I can't wait to watch their other movie. There it's a it's a movie called Good Time with Robert Pattinson. Oh man. And I'm gonna read to you what it is about. You ready? Yes. It says, so Good Time is a bank robber A bank robber stops at nothing to free his brother from prison, launching himself into a night-long odyssey through New York's dark and dangerous criminal underworld. Yes, I want it takes that. takes place in one evening. I love shit like that. Me too. Yes. So I even have this one downloaded. I've just been waiting to watch it. And now that I've seen Uncut Gems, I know I'm going to dig it, so I'm going to watch it soon. Oh, this is 2017. That's an older one. Yeah, this was, like, their first one. Okay, cool. Well, their first one that, like, 
like gain traction. Yeah. So yeah, they are the Safty brothers. They just come up with these like hard movies. <laughs> <laughs> and they actually offered the uncut gems role to Adam Sandler in 2009, Dang. 10 years ago. What? And then they and just he said, waited? And he said no. Oh. So they actually got Jonah Hill to be the person to do it. And then he dropped out for something and Adam was like, I'm ready for it now. Oh my God. And he could win a fucking Oscar for it. Damn. Like, uh, can we tell the people what we're about to do? <sighs> I'm about to go see another fucking movie. Three days in a row I go see movies and I'm going to see my worst one. What are we seeing? We're going to see Cats. Can I tell you a secret? You've already seen it. I've already seen it. Oh my god. (laughs) Are you for real right now? I was worried that it was not going to be in theaters anymore because it's apparently doing really, really poorly at the box office. Yeah, it's going to lose $100 million for the studio. Kelsey, so, <laughs> Kelsey, Robert, did you see characters like clipping through walls and stuff like a bad video game in the background? I, I didn't notice it. So this time, because that's what I'm looking for. I know tonight. this time. That's what I'm going to be looking for. Cause the first time I'm going to tell you, I, I went the day after Christmas because I had nothing okay. going on. Richard was working and like, I was all alone. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to go see cats. <laughs> okay. And I go to the theater. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. I am Alone. Alone. 100% alone in this theater. Did you just belt it out the whole time? I wanted to so bad. I was like, you know, I didn't think that I would remember all the lyrics to Cats, but apparently like somewhere back in my deep reptilian brain, they're still existing. (laughs) Just the whole time. I was just like, oh, my heart. Oh, my God. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it and I cannot wait to watch it again so I can like look for all the weird shit this time. But I feel like I saw, um, you know, that they released like a patched version because the the first yeah. version they released was apparently super, super bad. So yeah, I think I saw the patched one because I didn't notice any like human hands on the cats. <laughs> yeah, because I'm going to be looking. Although they do all have human feet, but it's, it's an artistic decision which I fucking hate. It's terrible. You can see their toes and it's just, it, it messes me up. I think this whole movie is an artistic decision, but it was a bad decision. <laughs> I'm so excited to watch it again. <laughs> I'm glad you're excited. <laughs> I mean, I want to see it because I've never seen cats before. Yeah. But this is probably the bad first impression of it. I don't think it is. I think this is exactly what Andrew Lloyd Webber wanted. Okay. And they actually wrote a new original song for this, and it's, okay. it's good. Okay. Taylor Swift wrote it with Andrew, and it is a blessing. Okay. I'm, well, so, yeah. I'm so pumped. We have to go to that pretty soon. Yes, we do. <laughs> and then you get to cash in on your dinner winnings as well. you just making out. I'm getting fed tonight. So I won't tell Taylor, and we'll just let her hear it on this later. Okay. <laughs> secret, secret. So, yep, yeah, we will probably come back with a review on Cats at some point. Yep. What if take... I love it, too? I hope you love it. <laughs> I will not love it. You're going to love it. You're going to be so happy at the end of it. You're going to be like, that was the best movie I've ever seen. I'm a cat now. Because this guy also did Les Mis, which I've seen that movie, too. And I can tell you... Never gone back to watch it again. <laughs> I didn't see that I've, movie. Ne- and I mean, it was... That movie was like a showpiece. It was like, whoa, like, this is a wild movie, right? Yeah. But, again, musicals are not, like, my big jam. Well, this is, um, it's Tom Hooper, isn't it? Yeah, okay. He does have a movie that I have seen more than once that I fucking love. The King's Speech? King's Speech, man. Yeah, that movie, that movie that was on my, uh... My honorable mentions for King Speech hits hard. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I love that movie. That's a good movie. But I think I also love it so much because I do stutter, and that movie just like made me cry several oh, times. Yeah, I like I like felt that dude like real hard in some spots, you know. Yeah. But I love King Speech. I actually made Taylor watch that one time, and she loved it too. It's. It's a very good movie. Powerful. And she already loves Les Mis, so... I think she's gonna I've, love Cats. 
I have a feeling you guys are going to be, like, singing and dancing down the aisles, but we're not alone in the theater this time. There's <laughs> okay. a whole robot out. Wow, a whole row. Oh, wait. No, that was in the Louisville location. We are the only ones in the colony one. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so. <laughs> Nobody in the colony wants to see this movie, okay? I'm so happy. Like, three people in the colony have seen it, and two of them are me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So, all right. Let's take out this litter box. Uh, Please tell your friends about us, guys. Help us grow our audience. We want to be just as big as cats. Actually, much bigger. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to us on your very most favorite platform so you never, ever miss a darn episode. We release weekly every single Monday. We're here for you. Remember all those times in the holidays where you're like, it's Monday, but it's a holiday and Yemtope's not going to be here. We were there. And we're still here. So if you like all of our content and you like us, you have a second to rate us, maybe, perhaps, and review us on Apple Podcasts. That would really, really help us get those ratings up, get that word out. Uh, While you're doing that, go ahead and look for us on social media. Find us and friend us all over. We are YMBTOAP on Twitter, Instagram. You can go find our Facebook page, and you can actually listen to the show, if you don't have a phone, on YouTube. Tap it into your computer. Listen that way. Um, I actually sent you a thing about webcams for Twitch today. Yeah. So I was trying to look up webcams so we can figure out something with that. And, I mean, they're really not that expensive. No, they're not. We can figure out something. We'll figure something out. Uh, If you have seen Cats and you absolutely hated it or you absolutely loved it, write to us at ymbtoap at gmail.com. We want your listener mail on everything. Uh, if you've seen Uncut Gems, write to me and tell me what you thought about it, because I have thoughts, and I would like to discuss them with people, but nobody has seen it. Oh. I mean, I really liked it. It's just... Oh, it's just intense. Yeah, I gotta watch it. Uh, and also, write to us what you think about The Irishman. Yes, please. Kelsey's favorite movie. My very favorite new movie. <laughs> it's just the best. Our theme song is The Grim Reaper Blows the Horn by Farage. Please check a shit out on YouTube. It is so good. I love listening to it. It's my jam. As always, thank you guys for listening and tune in next time in 2020. Actually, this is in 2020 already, isn't it? Shit. As always, in 2020, still, thanks for listening and tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question. Why did Adam Sandler sell that ring? Because he is stupid. one more important sound we wanted you to hear so you just hurt yourself coughing yes have you ever heard of people that have like broken their necks from sneezing too hard bro don't put that in my head (laughs) they'll never sneeze again dude that's a thing and now i'm really scared of it too that's probably people who like hold in their sneezes not me i scream my sneezes out yeah, sometimes you'll just, like, whip your head too hard and just, like, Achoo! oh, God! And then your life is over. Neck break. <laughs> Fuck. I hate that.